0: WELCOME TO THE LATE SHOW, EVERYBODY. I'M YOUR HOST, STEPHEN COLBERT. YOU KNOW, OVER THE LAST SIX YEARS... OVER THE LAST SIX YEARS, WE'VE ALL HAD A LOT OF FUN WITH THE IDEA THAT NOTHING MEANS ANYTHING, THERE ARE NO CONSEQUENCES, TEAR UP YOUR HISTORY BOOKS AND LIVE IN A CAVE. BUT, OCCASIONALLY, EVERY SO OFTEN, AND THIS IS ONE OF THOSE SO OFTENS, SOMETHING MEANS SOMETHING. AND MEANING OF ANY KIND IS kryptonite FOR FORMER PRESIDENT THE COUNT OF MOSTLY CRISCO. (laughs) LONG-TIME VIEWERS OF AMERICA WILL RECALL THAT LAST MONTH, THE FBI WENT INTO MAR-A-LAGO AND FOUND A BUNCH OF DOCUMENTS THAT ARE SUPER TOP SECRET, WHICH IS SUPER TOP ILLEGAL. AND THE FORMER PRESIDENT HAS DESPERATELY been TRYING TO STALL THE INVESTIGATION BECAUSE HE IS SUPER TOP GUILTY. AND RIGHT AWAY, HE GOT SOME HELP FROM CONSERVATIVE JUDGE AND GIRL FROM THE RING WHO WENT TO LAW SCHOOL, EILEEN CANNON. Judge Cannon appalled the legal community when she ruled the Justice Department could not use the over 100 classified documents found at Mar-a-Lago in their criminal investigation of the over 100 classified documents found at Mar-a-Lago. She said the DOG had to wait. They just wait until those documents had been reviewed by something called a special master, which she said would take until November 30th. November 30th! That would give the president way too much time to hide all the remaining evidence. I can imagine how he would stuff his Thanksgiving turkey. The Justice Department warned Cannon that they would appeal her ridiculous ruling unless she modified it in some way. She said she wouldn't, so they appealed it. And last night, the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals ruled that the Justice Department can use the Mar-a-Lago documents in its criminal probe. Oh, boom! OH SHUCKY DUCKY, SOMETHING MEANS SOMETHING, IT'S HAPPENING, ACTIONS HAVE CONSEQUENCES, I AM SO EXCITED TO FIND OUT THE UNIMAGINABLE PERMANENT DAMAGE he's DONE TO OUR NATIONAL SECURITY, U.S.A. THE APPEALS COURT OBLITERATED THE FORMER PRESIDENT'S MOST FREQUENT DEFENSE, WRITING, THE PLAINTIFF SUGGESTS THAT HE MAY HAVE DECLASSIFIED THESE DOCUMENTS WHEN HE WAS PRESIDENT, BUT THE RECORD CONTAINS NO EVIDENCE THAT ANY OF THESE RECORDS we're declassified. Yes, thank you. You can't say there's an alibi and then produce no evidence of your alibi. Officer, I couldn't have robbed that bank. I was at dinner with my girlfriend. What's her name and where did we have dinner? That's on a need-to-know basis, and you don't need to know that I made that up.
1: I hurt myself, I hurt myself today. today. To see see if I still still feel I focus focus on the pain The The only only thing that's real Getting a bit frustrated here, Donnie, that I gotta receive phone calls from the Trump Mafia headquarters saying I need to discuss the current happenings, the next wave of Trumpian white noise. That we all seem to be fascinated with. Don't we all have something better to study, to discuss in politics, or public policy, social justice, education? I mean, Trump's pal Vladimir is basically instituting a draft inside Russia. That's interesting. I mean, there are other things going on here, guys. And if I'm being honest, what the fuck is the big deal? What happened? Fraud? Something with insurance scams? Taxes? I even heard a story about the square footage of Trump Tower. His apartment was going to be valued at $215 million. It's amazing. And is all of this really, really what we need to be talking about? I guess.
2: Mr. Trump represented that his apartment spanned more than 30,000 square feet which was the basis for valuing the apartment. In reality, the apartment had an area of less than 11,000 square feet, something that Mr. Trump was well aware of. And based on that inflated square footage, the value of the apartment in 2015 and 2016 was $327 million. To this date, no apartment in New York City has ever sold for close to that amount. Tripling the size of the apartment for purposes of the valuation was intentional and deliberate fraud. Not an honest mistake.
3: It's a good week not to be Donald Trump as the former president's legal troubles are kicking into overdrive. On Wednesday, New York Attorney General Letitia James announced the state is suing Trump, his children and the Trump Organization for 200 alleged incidents of fraud over a decade. In addition to seeking $250 million in fines, James said that she is sending a criminal referral to the IRS and federal prosecutors in Manhattan. Then just hours later, but there's, we're not done yet. Also on Wednesday, writer E. Jean Carroll said that she will sue Trump under a new law that lets sexual assault victims file civil lawsuits no matter when a statute of limitations expired. Carol said Trump raped her in a Manhattan department store dressing room in the 1990s. And then there's this. Remember back in April when it appeared that the Manhattan district attorney's investigation would wind down after the grand jury wrapped up without any charges? Well, on Wednesday, the D.A., Calvin Bragg, took to Twitter with a statement, quote, Our criminal investigation concerning former president Donald J. Trump. The Trump Organization and its leadership is active and ongoing. Now, that's a lot. Where
1: should we start? Where do we go first? All right, let's go with Tish James. Wednesday, the New York Attorney General unveiled a 222-page civil complaint against Donald Trump, the Trump Organization, Donnie Jr., Ivanka, and Eric and a number of others involved in Trump's business dealings in New York. Poor Eric, I feel like he just gets the bad end of the stick. The lawsuit alleges a raft of financial misdealings, fraud, and misrepresentations carried out by Trump, his family, and his cronies. So let me get this straight. Tish James can file a civil complaint about possible crimes and or misdealings that Trump and his family and companies committed But it is just that. It's a civil case. And early estimates are that if any of the things that Tish James accuses Trump of doing is true, that she might be able to get a civil judgment. And that it's possible it could bankrupt Trump. I have to admit, I don't really give a shit about this. And as far as civil proceedings go, I'm going to have to polish up on what this all looks like and how this all plays out. You know, I do have cursory knowledge of the criminal justice system, and this begs the question, if he was doing all this dirty shit, how come no one from the Southern District or the Manhattan DA has done anything so far in the criminal arena? Who knows? Maybe that is in the works, and the fodder from Tish James' investigation can be used by other legal eagles. On my scale of giving a fuck at this point, it's near zero.
2: We are following unprecedented breaking news involving former President Donald Trump. The New York Attorney General just hit Donald Trump with a
4: $250 million lawsuit. New York's Attorney General, Letitia James,
0: alleging widespread business fraud. Filing a lawsuit against former President Donald Trump,
5: Donald Trump Jr., Ivanka Trump, and Eric Trump. Documents don't lie and documents don't forget. This is tough, tough stuff for the, for the Trump Organization. There's no question this is a dark day for them.
2: Patent of fraud and deception that was used by Mr. Trump and the Trump Organization for their own financial benefit is astounding. Claiming you have money that you do not have does not amount to the art of the deal. It's the art of the steal. And there cannot be different rules for different people in this country or in this state. And former presidents are no different, no one. He's above the law
1: I guess we have to talk about the documents and stay ahead of the curve here with everything that's going on I find it hard to keep track of every peak and valley as it relates to every fucking legal proceeding that is going on around our ex-president is this not indicative of what a clown show this all is again my mantra that I've been preaching for a very long time is this guy he should have just gone off into the sunset. Sort of like when old baseball players or C-list celebrities, think Pete Rose, they do those autograph shows, they get paid to sign their names, Donnie, put politics in the rear view, and go open a golf course in
3: Belarus or something. Federal appeals court gave Trump a huge setback in his fight over classified government documents seized from Mar-a-Lago. That panel freed federal investigators to use those classified papers as part of their probe. Judge Eileen Cannon, a Trump appointee, had blocked investigators from reviewing those documents until an outside judge could review them. But on Wednesday, the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals said that Cannon abused her authority by demanding the documents review. Two of the three appeals court judges, by the way, On Trump appointees? Donnie, Donnie, you're out of your element, Donnie. So,
1: this week, Trump claimed that when he was in the White House, his powers were so broad, he could declassify virtually any document by simply thinking about it. Yes. Telepathy. I like it. I actually, I love it. This is good. That argument which came as he defended his decision to retain government documents in his Florida home in an interview with the Fox host Sean Hannity. This underscored a widening gap between the former president and his Walmart-bought lawyers. By contrast, they have so far been unwilling to repeat any of this craziness that he talks about in court as they counter a federal investigation into his handling of government documents. If you're keeping score over the past week, a federal appeals court in Atlanta, along with Mr. Trump's choice for a special master to review the documents seized last month, undermined a press tour, if you will, of Trump justifying his actions. Both suggested that there was no evidence to support the assertion that Mr. Trump had declassified everything in writing, verbally, or wordlessly, despite what the former president may have said on television.
0: Last night, uh, to defend himself, the former president sat down with Fox News host and stepdad who ran over the hamster, (laughs) Sean Hannity. First up, the former president claimed that, despite there being absolutely zero evidence, all the documents found at Mar-a-Lago had been declassified thanks to a special power. If you're the
6: president of the United States, you can declassify just by saying um, it's declassified, even by thinking
0: about it. That's right. Oh, that. Oh no, that's right. Oh, no. That's true. No, no, that's true. That's true. He declassified them with his mind. Pick a document. Pick a document. Pick a document. If you have the document, hold it in your mind. Don't tell me what it is. Are these your launch codes? One itsy-bitsy problem, the claim that a president can declassify documents just by thinking about it is not supported by prior practice or legal precedent. Former president then used his mind to make more dumb words come out of his stupid mouth.
6: There doesn't have to be a process. There can be a process, but there doesn't have to be. You're the president. You make that decision. So when you send it, it's declassified. We, I declassified everything.
0: Okay, I'll hop on that crazy train. Let's say he telepathically declassified everything like he was wearing a treason cerebro. That means, that means he thinks it's a good idea somehow for everyone to know foreign nuclear secrets and somehow getting all the names of America's undercover spies out there. How is that better? Isn't getting the names, all of America's undercover spies, what Tom Cruise is trying to steal in the first Mission Impossible? And somehow, I cannot picture the former president in that outfit. (laughs) Then the former president claimed that he didn't pack the boxes, so he didn't know what was in the boxes. Then he said exactly what was in the boxes. Boxes
6: and boxes of pictures, uh, newspaper articles, Uh, tremendous, even kitchen things, you have tremendous amounts of different items, much clothing.
0: Yes, yes, oh yes, much clothing. Then the stable genius complained about what the FBI took from the boxes.
6: They took a lot, I think they took my will. I found out yesterday, I said, where is it?
0: You know, things are going really well when a guy says, I was looking for my will yesterday. Why? No reason. Now, where are my three passports and my bag of mustaches? After that, the former president's excuses got weirder.
6: There's also a lot of speculation because of what they did, the severity of the FBI coming and raiding Mar-a-Lago. Were they looking for the Hillary Clinton emails that were deleted, but they are around someplace? Were they looking for the well, wait, spying on it?: do, do, No, no, they may be saying, they uh, may
0: have thought that it was that in did. there. I'm sorry. What? That is so crazy. That's so crazy. He confused Sean Hannity. And Sean comes pre confused.
1: So I've been struggling, I have to say it, with being inspired. Some weeks it's easy others not so much but I can find some inspiration from Sean Hannity this guy this fucking guy at this point why 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 does Fox News even give Donald a platform come on guys can we just come to the realization that all of this stuff is just tired it's worn out and just sad this isn't helping our country in any way it's just feeding the flames yet again Most of you must feel the same way. As you boot up your computers or scroll Facebook, Instagram. The divisive nature of all of this just doesn't stop. I said it, I could care less about Tish James. I could care less about the dumb voter shit in Atlanta. All this money, all this time, for what? Unless someone, anyone, federally indicts Donald Trump. And he has to either plead or go to federal trial. I really think none of this matters. What is he going to go bankrupt again? He'll probably write a book. My colleagues at Trump headquarters. That's you, the Greek and Ricardo. They're like schoolgirls. Thinking this week there was actual news. Actual things of substance. And not just fodder to sell some ad space to the geriatric crowd that still watches cable news. This is a special
3: report from Trump Mafia HQ. Rick and the Greek reporting. We're sorry to interrupt the podcast, but we have a very special rebuttal for the previous comment.
4: People say, well, you guys have been talking about investigations for years. You're on. You're talking about every single development. First things first, we talk about in developments involving the current or former president of the United States because those are huge developments. And so the reporting that David's done, Suzanne's done, has been incredibly important over the years just to understand the person who was at the time running or the president of the United States. Number two, no guarantees are made as far as any sort of investigations bearing fruit from an indictment or a civil standpoint. Analysts are free to make those uh, make those judgments. That's what they're paid to do. They have the expertise to do it. Finally, when you look at all of these investigations now that we have been talking about, we've been talking about this one today in particular for years, they're all starting to come to a point and they're all starting to come to a conclusion and they're not concluding with a We can't really bring a case. They're not concluding with a, we're not going to sue. They're concluding with, we're suing. They're concluding with, we're getting a search warrant for the president's, former president's residence. So these, all these things are starting to come together in a way that points for significant legal legal trouble on the horizon, not just political trouble because, oh, Special Counsel Mueller brought somebody else in today to talk to. No, 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 he's bringing in people, or these people are bringing in people and are actually making cases directly against the now former President of the United States.
7: Welcome back on this huge legal news day for Donald Trump and his companies. Where the top financial officer, you may recall, had already been convicted and now he, and other executives from the company, and Trump and his children stand accused by the Attorney General of fraud, lies, tax crimes, and more. The AG is using her power to also refer Trump for possible prosecution by the Fed, sending new cases to the Southern District of New York and the IRS. In this new case today, she lays out a roadmap for how to win or possibly indict Trump if they take the referrals by documenting evidence that directly implicates Trump and deals with how much he uses lawyers and cutouts. So she has the receipts here that employees were acting at Mr. Trump's direction. Proof that Trump knew his acts were improper, personally employing deceptive schemes, personally pushing to increase the value of things. Other examples you see on the screen. Now it's not personal, and the law is not supposed to be, but James is saying she has the receipts that Trump personally pushed and directed, which she calls a fraud. What you have here, at least according to Letitia James' office and investigation, is a pattern and a practice of a criminal organization. That's not my job to be judge and jury here. As I've emphasized to you, there are some things that could also go in Trump's favor, especially at the criminal level I mentioned with the DA, and his defenses will come out and we'll cover them. But right now, as an opening shot in a new case that wants to run him out of business in New York, well, this is a two by four.
1: I'm going to veer off of our sacred topic to tell you what we should all be worried about and thinking about and talking about. And it does have to do with the mafia, the Trump mafia, and his buddy in Russia. See, Vlad the Impaler made some comments this week as his foray in the Ukraine has gone sideways. Vladdy announced a partial mobilization in Russia in a significant escalation places the country's people and economy on wartime footing. I read some article in the Times where guys are just jumping on airplanes to anywhere to get out of Russia. They don't want to fight. The president also threatened nuclear retaliation, saying Russia had lots of weapons. It's a little bit of an understatement. To reply to what he called Western threats on its territory and added that he was not bluffing. For anyone out there that thinks maybe he is. In a highly anticipated televised address, Putin said partial mobilization was a direct response to the dangers posed by the West that wants to destroy our country. and claimed the West had tried to turn Ukraine's people into cannon fodder. Some harsh words there, Vladdy. Military service will apply only to citizens who are currently in the reserve. That's my best interpretation of Vladimir on Russian television. Especially those who have served in the armed forces, have certain military professions and relevant experience, he said.
5: Russian President Vladimir Putin just escalated his invasion of Ukraine in a very big way, announcing a short time ago what essentially amounts to a draft. Calling up 300,000 military reservists starting immediately.
4: I think it is necessary to support the decision to partially mobilize citizens of Russian Federation. I would like to underline this is a partial mobilization.
5: Putin almost also made an ominous pledge to use all means to, in his words, defend his country. <laughs>
0: This is not a bluff. The citizens of Russia can be sure that the territorial integrity of our homeland, our independence and freedom will be ensured. And those who try to blackmail us with nuclear weapons should know that the prevailing winds can turn in their direction.
5: Putin's rare national address comes amid a fierce counteroffensive from Ukraine's forces and a Kremlin-backed push for referendums that could lead to Moscow annexing occupied parts of Ukraine. So let's go now to CNN's international security editor, Nick Payton Walsh. Inside Ukraine, he's been covering the region for decades. So, Nick, a partial mobilization. I mean, this, this sounds pretty drastic, but could Putin have gone even further?
8: Yeah, he certainly could have. This is not the mass mobilisation which many, during the 12-hour delay before this speech came out this morning, were thinking might have been on the cards. He is, it seems, going to be looking towards a pool of what his defence minister called 300,000 people, potentially at the start, of individuals who've served in the army who have relevant uh, uh, military experience or other specialised skills. Now, that is interesting because it does seem as though a lot of people who've already served or have military experience have already been uh, called upon to try and solve this drastic manpower crisis that Russia has been facing to the extent where even mercenary groups have been going into prisons and asking prisoners to go to the front line in exchange for an amnesty. So it is unclear at this point that this partial mobilization, they're at pains to stress that this is not about taking students out of university or taking ordinary conscripts yet and forcing them uh, to the front line or widening conscription it's unclear how quickly they'll be able to turn this rhetoric into actual people on the front line remember they have equipment problems they have uh, command and control problems supply problems so all the problems of the past six months are going to be accentuated with this large number of individuals with the potential for a bit of uh, unhappiness in russia That this is even happening in the first place
1: all this trump mafia stuff is all well and good But if Vladi gets backed into the corner, I don't think that is going to serve anyone in the geopolitical community. And to go further, I have to imagine all these oligarchs who like to travel the globe on their super yachts, bang hookers and buy art, have to be just a little upset of the crink in their lifestyles. My hope might be that someone figures out how to put some polonium In Vladimir's borscht. Seriously, this is some scary stuff and very underreported in the media. In closing, as always, we will be here at Trump Mafia to parse through the bullshit and give you some distilled info that gets right to the heart of our dystopian landscape. Maestro, cue the music. Myself today to see to if, see I, still if feel I still feel I focus, focus on, on the pain, pain. The, only the only thing, thing that's real, is real in the end.